Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, and welcome to another episode of Post Conference Presser for Anfield Index. Ladies and gents, the Reds are going to Wembley at least once this year. On Sunday, the 25th of February, at half past four, the Reds will be playing Chelsea in the Carabao Cup final at Anfield South or Wembley, as other people will commonly know it. And we're here to talk through that. And we're here to talk through last night's game and what it means, which is brilliant. We should all feel good right now. We're here to talk about Jurgen Klopp's questions and the answers he gave. Because he went early, didn't he? People think, why is he doing it on Thursday ahead of a Sunday? Because the FA Cup starts Friday, contracts this, I found out. They start the presses on Thursday, which maybe Jurgen likes to get it out of the way to stop asking questions too close to the time and maybe keep that bit of mystique. Who knows? But that's the reason anyway. It gives us a chance to look at Norwich. Many might be thinking, what do we need to look at Norwich for? Just to make us a flavour, and it's interesting in that regard. And the team lineup when we do formation and lineup predictor might be tougher than you think, especially with who's coming back, who maybe didn't get on last night, even as well. Plenty, plenty to discuss as normal. So let's get into it. So, a few questions from Vinny O'Connor as normal from Sky Early Doors. I got this the question in essence. It's different. Not really much you can think get from Jurgen Klopp, but I got it. He said, "Did this make you the way you are now? Go through a quadruple, all the things you're trying, thinking about that experience of a few years ago." And I get that. I really do. So he kind of laughed and said, "I didn't think about it to be honest. As far off from having many finals, we've just got to one. It makes no sense to plan the next one when we're only in one right now." And with the number of the games we saw and that we have now, and it's the final on the, the 25th, and then three days later, it's the FA Cup final next round. 
Everyone will ask, what does it mean for next year and link it back to them because it wasn't great last time, even though there was, you know, over 5,000 reasons why. Number he said, we're just so happy we could qualify for this one. It's great to see how much it means to the boys. It obviously meant so much to Fulham, so it's great to see that for us as well. Yeah, and I get what you're saying here, but it does have that feel, doesn't it? Do you remember that year where people look at it different ways? We only won a cup double. We were so close to a quad and the Real Madrid and all those types of things. It does have a weird feel about this that season though, doesn't it? And that season, Mo Salah, the AFCON, all those types of things. There's so many similarities, aren't there? So people will judge it and think we're on this together. And I get, just be excited. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're starting to think ahead, I know people say game at a time and that's the right way for the squad to approach it. But if you can't dream as a football fan and if you can't be excited about the fact we're at Wembley, there's not really much anyone can do to help you. And I, I don't buy for one second into this whole like, oh, it's only the character. Like, it's a cup final. It's Liverpool. It's a chance to ratchet up that champion's wall, lift a trophy, boost everything as normal cement even further the cement put like 50 tons of concrete over Jurgen Klopp's legacy that way you know we're proper unreal what this man's done I think it's his ninth final it was said so if you can't enjoy it now it is what it is so yeah that round aside the next question was about the players coming back wasn't it Dom Robert Trent all those things there's a chance for all of them he said and we have to see Rob and he get I like the way he gave a breakdown, which is good. Robbo is physically ready and completed normal team training, like he was in the squad the other night. Dom was back in full training from yesterday as normal. Trent, we're unsure if it's maybe the game after this one, and he's not part of team training yet, which is quite good. We got a full breakdown. So Robbo, you expect back as normal was in the squad on the bench last night. Maybe people are surprised he didn't come on. So Bosley back in full training yesterday. So Wednesday, Thursday, you know, you'd be probably expecting to play some part, be mystified, is it? But especially going to be ready for Chelsea. Trent. Sounds like Chelsea, I know we're jumping ahead here, but sounds like Chelsea's maybe touch and go, doesn't it? Or might be on the bench for that one, realistically. But close. And we need these players back badly. We're coming up to a massively busy part of the season. After this Norwich one, the games are brutal, aren't they? Chelsea, and Arsenal, they feel like massive games, especially those two. So we need these players back. I'll keep this one brief as well, because he was asked about Salabak, spoke with some criticism. I mean, I don't know how many times you can kind of answer this as well. You can see he was a little bit irked by it. Even most people in Egypt understand and both have the same aim, and we all want that. If people are injured or any of our players are injured, we always try everything we can to help them. What people say and what's right are different things, but all parties agreed, and that's what we're doing now. The rest is blown up in discussions and you guys asked about it and someone says something or another. Yeah, I don't really know what else Jurgen Klopp can say. We know the reasons. The FA, Egyptian FA, sorry, released a statement. It's all clear what's happening. Just get Mo Salah back fit as quickly as we can without any risks. At the same time, you'll all have, like me, I don't, you know, we want Egypt to go out so it removes the question or it removes the concern. But I don't really know why we keep asking Jurgen Klopp about this. What's he going to say the same thing 12 times? It it probably needs to be the end of that for me, realistically. And then he was asked one question, which went on a big tangent. 
And I love this because it got up quite a few things. It was from Paul Gorse the Echo. So what does it say about the squad, doing the way they are, the way they perform, with the injuries and all that? A lot of people speak about, and we spoke about this at the beginning of the season, Chelsea was the only game I think we didn't get a red card or didn't have to come from behind. This helped us to grow together as a group. We've had loads of injuries to deal with. And Jarrell Kwanzaa is a product of that. He would have had games anyway, but the amount he's had, I just don't know. Connor Bradley would have had more if he wasn't injured. And Bobby Clark, it's so nice to bring him on. And everyone can see he's ready. He can bring him in to fulfil a role and he makes an impression. Injury crisis gives opportunity. We're really on the edge though and nothing more can happen, to be honest. We have the same amount of games and we need them all back. We hope Thiago and Stefan Bajsetic are back sooner rather than later. And Costi, Simicast, that's his name. Costi is fit, but we wait for the green line and green light, sorry, and the bone to heal. So one question, which probably wasn't related to that, but got everything about injury updates and all the things we really care about. Amazing. So I liked all of this. Yeah, what's happened? The red cards, the late, it, it has grown. It's probably accelerated the timeline. I think he said that before, but it's true. Sometimes the products of your environment, as they say, it's what's happened to Liverpool has really helped in that regard. Jarrell Concert. I mean, I don't know how much you can keep saying about this kid. Probably the biggest pressure is we expect him to now be brilliant, didn't we? That's, that's the pressure on this kid. And by the way, I've said it a few times, but it's really important to hone in on if a player's going to make a mistake, it's a young centre-half. It's a nature of the game. You're learning it that way as well. And I don't really see how he's going to go all the way without making something. But even if he does, doesn't change anything. He looked absolutely sensational last night, the way he was brave on the ball, dictated, as Jürgen also alluded to. Unbelievable. We really have potential, the ceiling, massive. But just to be clear... We've got a quality centre-half on our hands right now. I'm not talking the future, right now. And we should be absolutely, as the academy and everyone should be, buzzing off that. Connor Bradley, as we see it, goes from strength to strength. I thought it was great last night. Thought those two kids, really, when it was a bit of a nothingy first half, which we'll come to, were, were brilliant. And I love, we love seeing that. These are not just rotational options now. These are players of quality having an impact. That's probably the highest compliment you can play them. Bobby Carr, Clark as well. How good was he? He just seems to be making these good little sub appearances. I love what Jürgen said. He's ready now. I was a big thing like Bobby Clark. And I still don't get wrong 100% on this. You've got to get him alone. He's game to all this type of thing. Whether it's by being around the squad, who is imitating, whatever. This kid looks impressive. He looks like it's, if he came in now, a bit like the others, you're not terrified by any means. He can do a job. Yeah, he came, in, he came on, he did a real good job. Their future is just so, so bright with the academy. It's unreal. He's right about the injury crisis. Well, hopefully, we're just, you just feel like towards the end of the season, because Salah felt like a dent, didn't it? And people allude to Harlan coming back to all that, but let's focus on us. You hope this is a bit of a turning of the tide, that we're getting these first team players back. The kids are then supplemented and doing more than all right. On top of that, even the mention of Tiago, the mythical Tiago and Badge Again, it's, it's about February, he said last time, waiting for news. So left this one vague and people will pounce on this one, no doubt, sooner rather than later. But 
it is what it is. And even Simicast is almost ready, just needs the green light for the bone to heal. So in the nicest way, of all the players mentioned, the one that didn't get mentioned, I think this impacted, wouldn't surprise you for one second if Owen Beck is on his way back to Dundee, really, would it? Because that's the only place he can go. So, you know, that would not surprise me at all. Ahead of the Norwich one, he was asked about David Wagner reunion and enjoying that and all those types of things. So, yeah, I enjoy a lot. We've had conversations. He asked me for a massive rotation. We spoke about it, but can't really do it. He's doing a really good job. It's difficult, but then he's lost a lot with his defence department and he lost the other night against Leeds. They've got big games coming up. And I think that's important to say and where Norwich are because I think it's going to play a part in this. And then this was the final question, the icing on the cake. A chat's just a wax lyrical about Quonset in his, you know, in his pomp, I think it's fair to say, almost at the moment. I liked it from the first minute, but that means from the physical point of view. So I saw him when he was 7, 16, 17, 18, and I knew he was a good footballer. It's not rare, but it's special you get a player like this who is what he is and is calm on the ball. In that position, each challenge is a reality check. So it may be, it might be that he's best in the age group, but that means nothing now as we've got strong opponents. And I like the way you got a translation just to confirm this, but they all know the dark arts. He's dealing with that, and I didn't expect that quick. That's true. In pre-season, he's super positive. We got asked a lot whether we had to sign a new... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Centre half, and we're not ignoring that. It's not a new issue. But when we saw him, it's clear we wouldn't go for it. We had all our own solution without knowing how much game time he would get. His development, he's now a proper, proper part of the squad and a proper part of rotation. It's about how you can share the intensity. And last night, he had a really good game. The way we play with the last line, it's not a normal centre-half game. He's brave in the game, brave with the ball and an interesting package. We're really excited about him. Love all that. Absolutely love all that. He is calm on the ball. He's got a bit of a swagger. He almost said a bit before. He invites those forwards in. I love that. He's got a bit of cockiness. He's, people, I think, mis, misinterpreted slightly his interview about Matip in the comments because I saw that one. But he's very confident. He spoke well post-match last night. And I like that, yeah, best in age group, but now he's up against he's up against men, isn't he? Like that Bristol Rovers low, maybe an unbelievable thing in his development, tracing back. It also shows, because people are like, Klopp's not thinking about this, we haven't got any money for Centaur, blah, 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 all, all the stuff. And I, listen, I talk on the transfer show, so I can't pretend I'm in a, innocent or oblivious to this. You'd ask me six months ago, it's like, you got to. And maybe in the summer, this doesn't answer it for the summer definitively, but... Jarrell Kwanzaa is playing that well. As Jurgen Klopp's alluded to there, it's forced a bit of a rethink, at least in the short term. That's what Jurgen Klopp's telling. He doesn't say the summer, so we're not going to jump to there or anything, but they didn't expect him to be this good. And that's the key point. He's not just good, he's bossing games. He's one of our better players. He's often having the most touches at the back. He's pinging balls beautifully. Even Luis Diaz's goal. How good was that? Ball. The biggest compliment I could pay him, Van Dyke esque. 
Yeah, we, we are really, we get excited, but why shouldn't you? I just feel like with Jarrell Kwanzaa, we are watching something special at the moment and we're all here for it. Let's not pretend. Every game, even like, we were a bit worried, weren't we? And Ibu got that rattling late on at Bournemouth. You're thinking, oh God, we must have like this. And you think, Kwanzaa, big game and all this. Well, Raul Jimenez trying to... Why did he even fret for one second? Jarrell Kwanzaa is sensational. We should just be. There's so, so much to be excited about. But that was the the questions and the answers. So back to, to last night. Weird game for a semi, wasn't it? 1-1, Diaz early, Diop late for them, which you thought might have prompted a charge, but didn't really. You were nervous, but it wasn't like that Kelleher was flinging himself across goal or clearing stuff off the line. There was a bit of ropey stuff occasionally, but that, that's not the same thing. Oddest thoughts were... Fulhamers should be kicking themselves for that. They didn't force Liverpool to play hard and panic a little bit. If they really did that, they're worried, but panic's a different thing until sort of the 70th minute onwards. They just, you'd be gutted if that was us the other way around. You'd be like, Anfield, get after them, make the noise. It, it, you could tell early doors we quiet the crowd. And yes, the goal after Palinia blazes it over, but it just kind of didn't happen from Fulham, didn't they? They never really stepped up or went hard for it until Diop got that goal, which meant we were solid. We controlled a lot. We didn't create that much. It was so evenly matched. And I know Diaz has got a goal, which is great for him. You do feel like Leno should have saved it. I know it was a double deflection in the pace. It seems such a weak hand, to be honest. Elliot had a chance when Nunet put, put him through, didn't he, one-on-one? And people debate that. Did, did Nunet hold it too long? Did he play the right pass and all that? Blah, blah, blah. I get that. I also get the people who say, well, hold on, Harvey was one-on-one and kind of scuffed his shot and hits it straight. Both of those things can be true, technically, can't they? Nunes had a brilliant spin and hit. So there was things there, but it wasn't really scintillating from either team. In fact, and that, as a game, it wasn't that great, but don't lose, get through to the final. That was the job. Which naturally leads then to the question, did anyone play their way in or out? It's... Almost the wrong time, if any, to be asking this because there's an FA Cup against the championship team. There's injuries coming back. So it's not that anyone's sort of necessarily played their way in or out. It's more that let's just give recognition to the kids. They might even stay in because of the the games coming, but let's see in that regard. So Norwich, the yo-yo team, they're always up and down, but they're, they're on the edge of the playoffs. They're eighth in the league. They are two points off promotion, but they lost last night. So they've had a game extra compared to most of their threats. Players you might know, Big Shane Duffy is there. He's one of their defenders. I think he's about 67 now, Big Shane Duffy. But, you know, that'll be interesting. Their big star, or starlet, Jonathan Rowe. 13 goals, got you know quite a few in the championship. There's a lot of Premier League clubs have looked at him, been linked with him. No one's pulled that trigger. So he's their, their real threat. For me, though, I know we talk about threats, things to be wary of. There's zero excuses for the Reds in this one. Let's not mince it. Let's not pretend for one second. Zero excuses. Norwich, as Jurgen Klopp alluded to, have got playoffs and stuff like that on their mind. Even for them, I think, it's not like this bigger fish to fry. They will be looking and thinking, after this, lads, we got Coventry. In case anyone's thinking, why I mentioned Coventry, for God's sake, they are the ones just in the playoffs. So that is a massive game. Yeah, if they can beat Coventry, you know, they might even go back in depending on how all the games fall. So that is massive for them. They lose that. 
Well, so it would not surprise me genuinely if Wagner just rotated a bit or, you know, kind of thought it's Liverpool and not expected to win it and all that. So whatever way you dress it up, and especially with the players back, which we'll talk about, there are zero excuses for Liverpool in this one. So it's about threats, no excuses. Which leads us to the formation and lineup. Now, this is tough because of who's coming back, who's fit, all this type of thing. Game-wise, Allison will be in next. So, you know, Jurgen Klopp said that Carabao, and we expect to see Keller in the sticks, whether you like that or not. But Allison in the game time. In defence, Jarrell Kwanzaa will be on centre-half, I believe. I think you'll see rotation in this. So what I mean by that is Canate will start, but Van Dijk will come on for a bit. And even if it's the other way around, it's smart rotation in this. Left back. I would be not at all surprised to see Owen Beck. That's my prediction. We'll start this one. I don't want to see any different reason for that. On the other side, Bradley and Gomez will share minutes, I think, at right back. So I'll be surprised if Bradley starts and Gomez goes on or vice versa, but they will rotate. But I think I'll go Bradley for a youngish side in this. In the midfield, Curtis Jones came on in this, came on the other night, didn't he? So probably ready to start. I would rest McAllister. Additionally as well, Bobby Clark has to start. Bobby Clark has well earned it for me. And also, like it or not, Harvey Elliott, I know you might look gasped, but as a long time till Sunday, should start. It's just because it's it's not his fault necessarily he gets in great positions, but it's not just quite happening for Harvey Elliott at the moment. So a very young all-English midfielder. And people will be saying, Gravenberg, you know, he had a decent game the other night. He's had a bit of struggles, Ryan, hasn't he, recently? But he was really good. Not brilliant, but really good the other night, especially going forward, turning in tight spaces, all those. He's got defensive work to do on his game, tracking back, all those. We're not hiding away from that. But considering how there's almost a bit of a slide and dip, this was good to see. So people will be shouting, well, why isn't he starting then? But he will come on at some point. Which brings it to the forward line and how that will work. Cade Gordon, I would like to see on the left, I think, for this one. Diogo Jota came on late. I think he will start in the middle. The right-hand side, this is where everyone will go like, you are absolutely taking MDMA or something. I'd love, just because I think he could be ready and it suits and he'll rotate. And all these players, like I said, there'll be five subs come on. Just get a sneaker for Zabozlai. There's nothing too obvious. There's no dope. Yes, he could rotate the forwards and it would not surprise me, by the way, Gakpo. I just get this weird sneaker. It suits Zabozlai. And if he doesn't start, again, he's another one that will get half an hour. Robbo, you didn't mention Robbo, you clown. No, I think Robbo will come on again. I think Beck starts, Robbo comes on. I think Bradley starts, Gomez comes on. I think Zabozlai starts, at worst comes, like, there's a lot of players coming back. Maybe bad news for Norwich in a way, because they get a total rotation, but there's a lot of players need minutes. Either way, there'll be five subs. You might disagree with me, but actually, against Fulham, I was pretty much bang on. I got Gagpo right on the right-hand side, didn't I? Could well be wrong. Don't get one surprise at either way. Scoreline, scoring scorers, for me, I'll finish it off by saying I think this will be a 3-0 victory. Not an exciting game particularly, just a routine. Let's move it on to the fifth round type of job. 
and see where we are. So 3-0 and Jota to get on the score sheet. A little rest for Darwin might not hurt Benchip it, who knows. But yeah, 3-0, Jota on the score sheet. And ladies and gents, on the day when Liverpool announced their ballot allocation for Wembley, on the day when the Reds confirmed they're heading to Anfield South, that was another post-conference presser for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.